Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Between the Lines here on the Baltimore Sports Report Network. I'm Rich Turpin, joined by Javi Burns. Hello, everybody. And Sport Jack Mike. Is it supposed to snow this weekend? <laughs> it is supposed to snow, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because <laughs> I'm tired of the complaining about snow. That's all I've heard all day on talk radio. I want to hear about Pat's Broncos. I don't want to hear two fatsos talking about how they're scared of the snow and that it's inconvenient. You live in Northern Virginia and in, in D.C. Yeah. and Maryland. It's going to snow in the wintertime. That's it, what it does. And we get like two storms a year, so shut up and deal with it. And, and, and I'll tell you right now, if I have to see another screenshot of a Google Maps picture of DMV and all the car accidents, I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> what is what's the fascination, Mike? What's the fascination when it's five degrees outside, where every single person runs and takes a picture of the indoor temperature of their car and then puts it on Twitter? It's called what's, Doucheville. But why why do people do that? Do people not think that everybody else is experiencing the same five degree yeah. temperature in the area? I don't understand. Like you said, I've seen that map 76 times on Twitter. Just in the last 30 minutes, I swear to God I have. We get it. It's snowing. There's car accidents. (laughs) I probably could have guessed that. I don't need a map to see it. Just like the the, the five degree. When I walk outside and I go, whoa, it's cold out here. I don't need you to screenshot your temperature gauge, Tom Block, to show me it's 12 degrees. I get it. It's cold. Yeah, but Tom, uh, remember that guy you speak of also is so skinny now that he doesn't have his bearskin from Reverend to be able to put over. He, he's, he, <laughs> he's, he's shed a lot of blubber, so he's probably going to be cold this, this, this year. Well, you know what? It's all annoying. The, the screenshots of the traffic, the temperature gauge, the complaining about snow. It's January. Uh, exactly. It's January yeah. where you live. This isn't Texas, and the snow is falling. You think the world's ending. Actually, Tom was contributing to the delinquent of, of uh, minors uh, relative to this topic because I'm looking at his timeline. You know, you shouldn't. Yeah, he posted a picture of his GPS. This was at 654, and I'm now just pulling into my complex. And then, like, two minutes later, he, t- he tweets, I can't tell you how many cars I saw dead in the roads as they got no traction. How many media stars, those quotes are right up in the air, did he tag in that tweet there? I don't know, but thanks for telling me. You couldn't tell me how many. Angie Goff knows. She gets it. You know what I mean? And, you know, Annie Yu, she gets it. She hates you. Annie Yu's got her restraining order up, but, yeah, she gets it. Well, she might have some blue shorts, too. Listen, these are people that nobody knows and they shouldn't know. But we're back here. We're back. We're uh, we're fired up. We get it. It's snow. By the way, also, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, do you guys remember how flipping hot it was, actually? Like in the – Yeah, I was, was wearing like shorts. Humid. It was terrible. So stop. There's going to be two storms. It's going to yeah. be fun. It happens to fall on a Friday, too, by the way. So all you dopes that have regular jobs, it's going to be fine this weekend. You're going to sit home and you're going to watch football. You're going to watch the Terps pound Michigan State on Saturday. It's going to be a fun weekend. Have fun with it. Go, by the way, you know what you don't need? Toilet paper and bread. You know what you need? Booze. That's it. You know, hey, I was in the store tonight, and I thought – I don't know. I thought maybe it was in, like, the Kremlin. There was a people just holding toilet paper in line. Well – Like, sh- that they weren't going to get out of their house take. for, like, a year. It was can, unbelievable. Well, can I just tell you right now, and I'm not trying to bring this show down and into Uh-oh. a gross level. Uh-oh. But I don't Uh-oh. use toilet paper. Oh, Jesus. 
I basically my boudet is so nice no, and cash no, no, burn no. because toilet. Listen to me, and I'm not trying to make a joke here. Mm-mm. Toilet paper is not good for your rear end. It's got a lot of chemicals in it. What you need to start doing, and trust me, I've been doing this, and I've had, I've had a lot less ass issues. Is you need to take all your dumps in the morning, and then hop right into the shower. That's basically it. What if you're not? What if you're not at home? Well, that's why you need to eat like. You need to get into a routine, Rich. You need to eat on the regular, eat good food, don't eat a bunch of crap during the day. And then when you wake up in the morning, you'll have a nice cup of coffee. You'll go take a dump. You don't need to use toilet paper, and then you hop right in the shower. Clean clean you right know, up. Man. And, and, and you I'm telling you, don't get the irritation that toilet paper causes. Well, I, I, thank you. I've never had the irritation. Well, I'm doing just fine I with have. my my organic whole foods <laughs> in case, toilet paper. In case you couldn't figure it out, I have. Yeah, you sound like you have it right now. Actually, Jesus, <laughs> I know one thing: I will never ever just go and then jump in the shower. Never ever. You don't know what you're missing. I got locked in a bathroom one time, oh. and I had to go to the bathroom, and it was a it was a newly renovated bathroom, and I didn't realize that. That's how I got locked in, and there was no TP. Oh, I used my sock. There's no way I was going to jump in the shower. I can tell you that right now. That sock get used every single time. Sorry. Well. Well. But hey, what what you know, your rhythm is your rhythm and you yeah, know what you got going right. on is fine. Yeah, and I didn't know you used sandpaper for toilet paper either yet, but it sounds right. like there's a lot going on there. Maybe mix in like 220 as opposed to like 60 <laughs> if you're looking for the grade. By the way, our boy, you got you actually your boy guy we all love, Eric Bickle leaving a tweet right now and we're t- we're recording the show on Wednesday night where I think we got a dusting. I think I think um I think there's more blow in the city of Baltimore than the, the amount of snow that touched the ground today. Here's Eric Bickle 50 seconds ago leaving DM uh, Gonzaga right now. I guess he went down to the uh, DeMatha game. I live 12 miles away. Navigation says it'll take me one hour and 45 minutes to get home. Awesome. So get ready for those tweets starting tonight all the way until. And by the way, it's only Wednesday. This yeah. Snowmageddon hasn't even started yet. Oh no! And, and honestly, I'm with Rich. Like you know, and Rich, you, well, Jabby, how old were you when you moved to this area? I was 26. Okay, so you're, you you didn't you didn't like grow two up two years here. ago? Yeah, two Rich, years ago. you Rich, you grew up here, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so here's Not pretty the much. I did. Rich from okay, you did. All right, <laughs> Jabby, here's the deal. Basically, <laughs> so we you know we get a couple storms a year. But something like what Doug Cameron has been talking about for He's the last dreamy though. Oh, I love the guy. I mean, honestly, I, I I really was a big fan of Bob Ryan growing up and whatever. But Doug Cameron has like taken the cake for me. Oh man, like the guy is all I'd into his cake job. right off his chest for God's sake. He's all official. Oh, the guy, I just, he's real passionate about his job. Whatever. But the point is, dude, something that is going to happen this weekend. It happens like in the thir- in the forty years that Rich and I have been alive. I bet you it hasn't happened six or seven times in this area. Seriously, I mean, dude, th- that's why they keep calling this historic. I mean, oh. if you if you get two feet of snow or more, I can tell you right now, since nineteen seventy five, I bet you Washington hasn't had two feet of snow or more six or seven times tops. Well, I was looking at. Uh... 
who who I grew up listening to instead of Bob Ryan was Sue Palka, which is crazy that she's even still on the air. She's probably sixty by now, but she had I think the top five snowfalls of all time in the in the region, and I think there was only one that has been since I was even alive. I mean, you know, what I mean, we're talking about like the eighteen hundreds or early nineteen hundreds. So yeah, something like this is is pretty significant if but, it's going to be. But I'm mainly talking like you know, when 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 you get when you're on the eighteen to twenty four inches or or more than twenty four inches, I mean, those will show up. You okay? Six or seven times in in, in a couple of decades. But you know, generally speaking, Jabby, I mean, if if you're growing up in the DMV, you might get a few storms. Throughout the course of the winter, you know, maybe you get ten inches one 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 storm, but kill for ten inches. Yeah, generally, yeah, I'd, I'd kill for three <laughs> inches. Uh, but generally speaking, it, Greg it's, Greg Odin mocks you. Yeah, it, you know, we get like three <laughs> to Bieber five mocks inches. me. So no, I, think, I actually it's think that the average. Deal. I think the average. I think I, I read yesterday is fifteen inches of snow for the DMV during a typical year. Fifteen inches. Think about it, they're going to crush that in this one. In this one sitting. Yeah, but who's shocked by this? The sun, El Nino, is hanging around here. How hyped was that guy, by the way? And he's been crushing the Midwest with rain and everything. I'm not shocked. I heard, I read the Farmer's Almanac, and, you know, and I follow the weather a little bit closer than, I think as you get older, you follow the weather a little bit more. Because when you guys were younger, you didn't give a rat's tail what happened, right? You guys cared about, you know, if you were getting out of school. You guys weren't, like, stalking it like we are now. And with social media and everything like that, it's even more annoying. But, um... I, I think the, the big thing is is that people get so worked up about it because it affects them and everybody's about who everybody cares about number one number uno right on their chest there so I think yep. that's the big deal so it's how is it affecting you I mean your Instagram's gonna blow up with hacky pictures your boy's gonna send pictures up of his kids probably sledding on Friday and Saturday and be annoying I get it so I think that's the big part of it that's such a big deal you know what you know what your boy you won't see you won't see your boy crying about it because big shooter over here has got himself a snowblower and I'm gonna Smash big time and, and a jabby. Guess what I was doing this morning? Uh, it up, blowing snow. Oh, and dude, let me just tell you something. I tech uh, one of the. Uh, Do they my, give you one of those like in Cashburn? Like you move into one of those million no, dollar houses but, that just shows up. Listen, we got one from my brother. Well, you get a Mexican to do it. No, well, the Mexicans cut my grass. Oh, sorry. Uh, and and they clean you. my house. Yes. And you get uh, mad at them because they like won't clean the toilet or something. Or something. Yeah. Didn't they drop a deuce? The Mexicans I employ are, are on the up and up. But yeah. we got we got a snowblower like two Christmases ago from my wife's brother. And dude, I was actually it's funny you brought that up. I was texting my broker today because <laughs> I mean he made my real estate boss basically. Yeah. He made a post on Facebook about his snowblower, and I was like, Doug, his name's Doug. I was texting. I was like, "Dude, it's the greatest thing ever. I actually love using it. I mean, it's it's better than like you remember back in the day when you're it's it, when you're cutting the grass and it's like July and you're listening to your Walkman or whatever. You know, when you were like a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, you know how cool. You know, it was like hey, it's not too bad cutting the grass, right. dude. I think snow blowing is greater than cutting the grass." Yeah. Well, I'm, well, I can tell you what it's greater than is using a shovel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mean, how many, and I can't joke because I don't be the one out there, but how many, how many heart attacks are we going to read about oh, in go. this snowstorm? I oh. mean, it's going to be a show. Oh, 
I mean, it's like, you gonna... don't think people keep keep themselves together, and they all of a sudden they grab a, they grab a shovel, they head outside after a nice bologna sandwich, and start shoveling away. <laughs> Guys that think they're money all of a sudden because they weigh one eighty. Bologna sandwich. I mean, it's the worst. You just get out there and you just start slamming away. I can tell you. I can tell you what I have. Bologna I can tell you what I have learned. I have learned with this impending snowstorm that I follow 675 meteorologists on my wow. timeline on Twitter because every single person has some kind of input You're about on this snow. Yeah, at the Rich Turpin, can you believe that? But, yeah, but, but again, it just goes back to the pictures. Every single person has to give their input about the quarterback they like, yeah. the defensive tackle they like, the snow, the, snow, the traffic, the traffic hey. uh, Trump, every single – everybody is an expert hey, on listen, my timeline. Nobody ah. gives a – did you see I just edited yeah, myself? Yeah, you did. You did. I, I'm you I'm get the you dump did. button. God, it's so obnoxiously But the good thing is we haven't started this show talking 20 minutes about the snow. So, you know what I mean? We're not hypocrites at all, so no big deal. We're just making fun of you people, you jerks out there that are jerking around trying to you know, find your way around. But we are going to talk football. Speaking of shovels, uh, Yak seems to think that Peyton Manning used to be inside of a hole and a shovel gone ahead and put dirt on his head because I think – from what I'm reading between the lines, you see what I did there, boys? I, I like how you work that in there, Jabby. I think Sports Yak Mike might have a, a vibe which way he's going to go in this AFC Championship game. I, well, I haven't really positively. We're going to, you know, we don't want to give that out too early because everybody would turn off. All four of you that are listening will turn yeah, it off. Don't leak, don't yeah. leak it just yet. Well, no. if you post this, Chris I'm leak it. <laughs> if I post, I'm, it, I'm going to put this in my blog. Ooh. And and I'm getting but between because I I have a spam service I shouldn't Jesus. I shouldn't say that I get about 120 or so web hits yeah so I want to post this and I will I will embed it in my blog I love it I'm wearing this week's blog you're, you yeah might even get some some winners on um on that blog from some jerks on this show who knows that's I mean, right who knows? you might even get some of that stuff and yeah well we crushed fire. it last week I can tell you that much well I, I thought we did a good job and speaking of that let's let's get into what happened last week real quick here and let's go all the way back to that Pats game I think on this show you guys both were kind of smitten with the Kansas City Chiefs from what I remember no I uh, just me okay it just was just me now yak as I said I didn't love the game per se but what I said was there's no reason that the Patriots should be under a touchdown favorite at home based on their record. And I think that kind of bared out. I, can I, can I, the one, the only thing from that game that I have for you guys is this, when that dumb coach now of Philadelphia, Doug Peterson or Rick Peterson, or I don't know what his name is. When he said we didn't want to score fast enough because we didn't want to get the ball back to Brady. Yeah. That might be the dumbest excuse I've ever heard. They were well, down two scores. Right. They're, they weren't down, like, a field goal. Yeah, that like guy's were, a moron. It, was it Tom Coughlin actually running the offense? Because, that, yeah, that was the dumbest dumbest excuse I've ever heard. We didn't want to score too fast. Well, you're down by two scores, dummy. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. And that guy is now a head coach. Of your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just was shocked by them coming out and saying that. Because while that game was going on, not that I thought that they were going to come back and make a run. 
but mm. they needed to kind of have a little bit. You know how like people yell at the Redskins because they don't have you know whatever team you're rooting for, you get mad like you got to have a little bit more you know anxiety. Get to the line. Get to the line. Yeah. The Chiefs were casual. How casual were they? Yeah. Well, th- they were. I mean, obviously they were in in the fourth quarter, and everybody has you know dissected uh, Andy Reid and his 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 fried chicken <laughs> eating face, big fat cholesterol eating dipshit that he is. You know, they they've dissected that. Uh, t- till we've been blue in the face, but here's the deal, and and this was kind of the same thing with uh, with Pittsburgh Denver, like Kansas City going into New England last week. I don't care if the line was five or six or seven; they were definitely underdogs. You cannot piss away opportunities every time you have a quote unquote golden opportunity. You need to take advantage of it, and in the first half, in the first quarter, actually. Uh, the first screw up was they were playing the field position game. They pinned New England back. New England's punter had a horrendous punt. Uh, the Chiefs got the ball on on, uh, on New England's 36 yard line and proceeded to go like negative three yards. Uh, you know there was a drive in the in the second half where uh, Brady and, and and crew were driving and he threw what could have been a pick six. Um, you know, the guy falls down, drops it. So, I mean, it's, there's just a lot of things. I mean, and, and I think I told you, Jabby, over text. I mean, that game was, yeah, it was pretty much never, the Chiefs never had a chance to win. I mean, they were down 14 points in the fourth quarter, but there was a couple plays here and there. And, and every week, an NFL game, in my opinion, comes down to three or four or five plays. But you convert on a couple of those plays. And that game could have been completely different. But that's why they're the Chiefs and they're Andy Reid. And the other sideline has the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Yeah, that was a text that I was conveniently left off of, by the way. Yeah, well, I thought you were on it. But, you you know. Whatever. That's fine. I, I probably wouldn't have read it anyway. I didn't care. <laughs> I like that you wouldn't even have read it, Yak. You just said, yeah, I'm not even going to read this one. You would have deleted it. Yeah, just... I'd, I'd rather read from HHTR or whatever that douchebag's name is anyways, that trolls Richard like I've oh never seen him. I'm subtweeting so Kevin. All right, so the second game, obviously, the Saturday night game. I mean, I don't know how late you guys stayed up. Rich goes to bed at like 7.30. I probably stayed up a Saturday a little bit later. I know Yak and I were definitely up watching that. Yak was doing it for bad beat purposes, I would imagine. I don't know what side you had, Yak. But I think all of us thought, and, and I think I even said on the show last week, I said, I think Arizona's the right side, but I have a feeling Green Bay might just backdoor yeah. it. Just no, you backdoor had, it, right? You I had just, Green Bay. I had Green Bay. Rich had Arizona. How? And- pissed are you i don't know where the line actually ended up yak what you know going in i don't know what the consensus was but if you got arizona at six and a half bought it down or whatever you had to do and you got that what a bad beat yeah no i i, I hear it. and like i said i was on you and i were on green bay and i was on i was on green bay all day i loved for whatever oh, yeah, reason you loved it. that's right yeah i mean i just i didn't like uh I didn't. I didn't like what I saw from from the Packers, or excuse me, from the Cardinals the week before. And and really, I thought the card, the momentum. And I don't care. And, and people can dog the Redskins all they want. I'm not in. I'm not on that side of the spectrum. But you know, you got to think a team is going to have some some momentum coming out of that game, which they did. And they're not going to go back to uh, to uh, Phoenix or uh, what part of Arizona is that in? Glendale, I think. Glendale. They're not going to go back to Glendale for the second time in three weeks and lose by 30 points. Right. I mean, I just never saw that. And, you know, quite honestly, and I'm a huge uh, 
Cardinal fan this weekend, obviously, Arizona was lucky to win. I mean, Carson Palmer played like complete ass. I mean, the only real play he made, in my opinion, uh, was the uh, th- throwback across the field in overtime where really no one was guarding. That was all Larry Fitzgerald. Correct. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald had 70 yards yak. He looked like there was a noose around his neck as he was driving that team down the field um, in the red zone there. Didn't it look like he looked like a lot of deep breaths? Even that throw, think about it. Even that throw that uh, was tipped off the eight people hit the end zone, hit like some guy in the stands and fell in uh, Michael Floyd's lap. I mean, that think about that touchdown. I mean, yeah. Sham Shields has a complete, just complete botch by dropping it, Rich. I, I just couldn't believe so many things that had happened there. And two years in a row, the Green Bay Packers should probably be playing in the AFC Championship game. Um, you know, last year, or, I'm sorry, NFC Championship game last year, obviously dropping the stupid um, onside kick with that stupid tight end, you know, against the Seahawks. I, I don't know what it is, but I can tell you this. Aaron Rodgers is pretty good. Yeah, no, I agree, and uh, I mean, I didn't think that that Arizona would win by 30. I just had them winning by whatever the line was, seven. I mean, I think what you saw was that classic where it happens to at least one team every year, that one team that has a bye in the first round, they come out flat, and and this week, you know, last week it was Arizona, and like you said, they're lucky to win, but you know what, let's be honest, it took a Hail Mary, a fourth and 20 completion by Rodgers, and then it took a Hail Mary to... You know, the white guy that caught four passes all year, he catches, what, seven passes for like 180 yards or something, 140 yeah. yards. I mean, come on. The Arizona should have won that game, even playing as bad as they did without needing overtime. So should have been 20 to 13, should have been the final, maybe even 20 to 7. But you're not yeah. you're not saying Arizona was the better team that night, would you? Would you say? Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, it took Green Bay a fourth and 20 to stay alive, and then it took a Hail Mary with, with 0.00 on the clock to tie the game. Right, so, yeah, but, I mean, that game. Most of the game was dominated by Green Bay. Yeah, really I, I kind of uh, disagree with that. I mean, well, whatever. You know, Sam Shields had I mean, an I, interception. I, I thought, in this, and honestly, we'll get to it later, but this is kind of why I, I like Arizona this week is because I don't think Bruce, I don't think Bruce Arians could have coached any worse, and I don't think Carson Palmer could have played any worse. Right. And, I mean, the bottom line is the Cardinals take the lead late in the fourth quarter or, or midway through the fourth quarter. On a, on a ball that could have been picked. <laughs> right, should have been picked. I mean, you know, it's it, it, it goes from being picked to, whoops, deflection into the receiver's hands. Floyd, yeah. And, yeah, and they go up. And then, uh, you know, Green Bay has a chance. They punt. Uh, Packers get the ball back. and Or, excuse me, Cardinals get the ball back. but And they kick a field goal. That's another thing, too. Bruce Arians, your boy who you love yeah. – his clock management, he went to no. Tom Coughlin's school. And I understand he's a river bloke gambler and everybody likes him and he wears bad hats and Rich hates it. But I'm sorry, Yak, that was awful. It was awful. And, and like, I, I was watching a couple of the uh, ESPN, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks the next day. And they were like, well, this is the way Bruce Arians coaches. And, you know, you got to, you just got to take it for what it is. This is what he does. He would have done, he would have done the same thing if this had been week four, let alone, you know, the divisional round. I'm like, no. That that's just dumb. Okay, you you basically could have just run the ball. You're got you're in field goal position. Just run the clock out. Run as much of the clock out as you want. Kick the field goal. You're gonna have a seven point lead. That whole fourth and twenty and mm-hmm. hail mary to the end zone would have never happened. Correct. You know, regardless of how incredible it was, which it was. I mean, I've never seen. Uh, you know, in poker, they call it hitting a one-outer. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a guy like Aaron Rodgers Twice. hit so many one-outers in one season. Yes. 
I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, yeah. the fourth and 20 was a miracle. Uh, go back six weeks to Detroit was oh a miracle. And then the touchdown to send an overtime Saturday night was just a, you've got to be kidding me. And by the way, is it hard to flip a coin? <laughs> I mean, my son well, that coin that coin probably weighs about a pound. Yeah. So why did they use those big coins? Just pull a quarter out. Right, just flip a quarter. Is I mean, it's, a, it's like a bit, it's like a John F. Kennedy silver dollar. I don't understand why they have to use it. Just, it's yeah, it's, it's like a five pound dumbbell. Well, yeah, because well, because they have to make it a spectacle so that everyone has to be able to see it. Because there's a hundred people out there at the coin toss, so you can't. It's, you know, you can't flip a, flipping a quarter would be like flipping a penny with all those people out there. It's ridiculous. That turns into a spectacle. That guy, I mean, how embarrassing. That guy cannot even flip a coin. And I love that everybody pointed it out. Like, depending on which side they were on, if there was heads, it was tails, whatever. And how often did you really think that Arizona was going to score a touchdown? I thought no chance they were going to score a touchdown. They were either going to kick a bad feed or, um, you know, turn in Green Bay would have got the ball back. All these people crying about the overtime rule. Oh, you got to have everybody touch it once. I'm sorry. If your defense is so poo-poo that you let a team go down and score a touchdown, you deserve to lose. I like the overtime rule. I'm fine with it. No college. It's stupid. Yeah. No, I, I'm 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 fine with it too. I mean Get it, the teams. I mean this college. It, I mean, and so it, yeah, I mean it, it's for from what they came from, I mean, that really was not fair. I mean you're you're basically relying it's almost like playing a slot machine. I mean, you're relying on the the flip of a fifty fifty coin. But, you know, Green Bay and uh uh, the, the who, who's the Clay Matthews son, uh, junior, whatever his name is, and and, and Aaron Rodgers, Clay Cooper. Matthews, yeah, Clay Matthews. His, his dad played in the league too, Bruce Matthews. Yeah, yeah Bruce, Bruce Matthews. A, but a to stand to stand up there in, in front of the media and kind of make an excuse, it. Hey, you know what else I didn't realize? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is now zero and seven in his career in overtime games. Yep. That is absurd. And two of those are to Arizona because remember he lost that game, also refumbled that fifty-one forty-eight game that they played crazy yeah. um, wild card game. Which Rich, honestly, if 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 you know that, and I'm not saying uh, uh, Mike McCarthy knows that off the top of his head, but my question would be, would have been this: Okay, Green Bay was completely free rolling. Mm-hmm. Okay, they go a hundred yards in less than a minute. One play was a fourth and 20. The other play was a a 45-yard Hail Mary at the end of the game. Would you have considered the two-point conversion? Seriously. Uh, You know what? Why not? Why wouldn't you? I would have. It's a 50-50, right? I would have gone for two. Just like the coin coin toss. I mean, it could be. I don't understand how you don't score from three yards out every single time. Honestly, to me, it would seem like it would be the easiest thing to do. I mean, do something like the Redskins did. You put five wide out there, spread everybody out, and just quarterback sneak right up the middle. Plus, so think about how deflated the Arizona defense was when they scored. Then you come back and you're ready to go for a two-point conversion. I think, like you said, it's 50-50, and I think that's a walk-off. And I understand McCarthy's going to get you know, you know, blasted the next day if it doesn't go. But he's got the tenure. It's not like he's getting fired over that yak. I can see it, you know, a coach you know, like Tom Sula or something like that, and that doesn't work yeah. out. But you know what I mean? Like with yeah, him, but, it's like he's, but it's like he said – it's a 50-50 whether you get the two-point conversion, and but it's also a 50-50 whether you win the coin toss. So yeah. why not just go for the jugular? You control that 50-50. Walk, you don't control the coin off. toss. And how and ballsy other, or how great are you, by the way? Looked the at other little variable in play there is that you got to consider, and I realize it, it's in the moment and everything is going 100 miles an hour, but 
and this is what like I was telling my brother and my cousins is that the Arizona Cardinals had to have been in a complete state of shock. Right. I I mean, think about it. And and if you just say, you know what, fuck it, let's just if if McCarthy had just said we're going for two, yeah. I mean, the Cardinals would have been like pooping timeout, hundred percent, yeah, and running all over. Yep. You're exactly right. They would have seen what what formation they would have came out in. Uh, Arians would have called timeout, and you know, and you know what, they it, didn't have any timeouts. They botched all their timeouts. You yeah. know what, nobody had timeouts left at that but, point too. I don't know. I just like I said, I I, I didn't know about Roger Stat until the following day when ESPN posted. But zero uh, and seven. I mean, that's that's a that's, I, a, that's a crazy number though. I, yeah, I for a guy with it. that pedigree, I would I I would have never guessed. Yeah, I'll take my chances with him every day of the week. And I think one of those Sundays. I think one of those is to the Redskins too. One of those losses. Oh, here we go. I like Not, that. I'm just All right, so then we go to Sunday. Okay, let's get into Sunday's game real quick here. I was following the Axter on the old Twitter machine, and he was, if you want to go back to his timeline, oh, man, was he giving it to Seattle the first couple quarters there because you're right. Carolina came out, and they imposed their will. A hacky, hacky cliche, Rich, but they did. Right off the bat, John Stewart takes a ball off tackle and goes, you know, Ray Rice, like against the Patriots a couple of years ago, doesn't score but gets down there, and then, of course, they score a couple points points later. You know, um, then the interception return is 14-zippy. I mean – could you have a better start for a playoff game for a team that everybody was kind of trying to figure out if are they the team, Rich? You know what I mean? Fifteen and one, the whole bit. I mean, they came out and they definitely started that game well. Yeah, and you know what? We talked about it, or at least I did. I said if you couldn't beat handily Minnesota and you struggle with Teddy Bridgewater and you struggle against that Minnesota defense and and you survive a missed field goal, a twenty-seven yard field goal, what are you going to do when Carolina welcomes you? On Sunday, and it's exactly what happened. Blowout city, thirty-one nothing, and I don't even care that the score was thirty-one twenty-four. Carolina lost interest in that game. They just did not play the second half the same. Cam Newton is not the same when he has to slow down and walk up to the line and take you know uh, thirty-nine of the forty seconds on the clock or whatever. He's not the same player. He likes to get up tempo, make his calls. And go. That game was thirty-one nothing. There's nobody on Carolina's sidelines, or nobody watching that thought that that game was still in question. That game was over. I don't care what the final score said. That game was done. I total, I totally agree with you, and and I almost think that it in a, in a game that plays out like that, I almost think that it becomes a little. It, you, I don't think it's in, in every head coach's uh, playbook one hundred and one on what you do there. Because it, there's such like an it's such an anomaly where you have to figure out okay how do we just not f this up yeah. and 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 even at the end of the first half you know when I think Carolina got the ball back in their territory with maybe 45 seconds they're up 31 nothing and I give props and I think this guy's a good coach too I just don't I don't prop him enough but Ron Rivera you know. They're up thirty-one, nothing. What does he do? He takes a couple knees, and just says, "You know what? Let's get the hell out of Dodge. We're good. Yeah, we're good." And <laughs> and, and 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 like Rich is saying, I I agree. I just think there's an element when you get in, into that type of game, there's just this element that comes into play where you just can't coach that, or if you're a player, you just don't know how to. Okay, what do we do here? You have such you you just have such a big lead. Basically, you want to play. Not to just don't be do anything stupid. Right. And quite honestly, I think uh, Carolina 
as dicey as some people felt like it might have gotten, and it did, maybe a little, they they couldn't have handled it better. No, I agree. I, and I think that, you know, Riverbroke Gambler, you know, Ron Rivera, that whole thing, you know, obviously when you're up 31 nothing, how do you handle it? I mean, how often are you up 31 nothing in a divisional playoff game on your way to an NFC championship yeah. game after going 15-1? How do you handle that? I'm... Um, I think they're fine. I, I, I will say this. I was more impressed with the way that they handled the end of that game, Yak, than almost the way that they began, they started it because they could have really shit the bed there and yeah. have, you know, Seattle, who basically has got, like, something shoved up their bottom, a horseshoe shoved up their bottom in the last couple of years here with what's happened. And I understand what happened in the Super Bowl, but that was self-inflicted as opposed to other things that have happened. Um, I, I just – I was really impressed with it, be able to hold on and, you know, secure that. And Thomas Davis, one of the, you know, older else, you know, they pulled the, the great bit. You know what I mean? You have everybody slam the guys that are coming down and have one guy that you trust, kind of what the Patriots did against Kansas City there, um, you know, on that onside kick. Because I always feel like less people going after the ball, more people blocking guys is a better idea there, Rich. So I think they handled that great, and um, I'm happy to see that, and I think that's a good matchup. So then this, this takes us to the game. I felt like I'm not saying the better team won by any stretch because if Antonio Brown is playing in that game, Yak, there's no chance the Steelers lose that game, right? No, there, there's, there's no chance. Because Rich's arm is better than Manning's right now. No I started, Rich. I started making this point on Sunday afternoon as I was watching this game play out, and then I was, uh, hand, I started handicapping again this morning. I posted a few things to Twitter. I at, at Sports Yak. Yeah, at Sports Yak, you got That's a must follow, especially with the snow coming. Yeah. My my biggest uh, to me, it's it's yeah. You can you can uh, dissect uh, Peyton Manning and it, he listen. He threw a lot of uh, just look like dead ducks. I mean, so, some of these passes he threw. I don't know what the hell was going on. Yes, he did have six or seven drops. Fair enough. But when a when a ball is flopping in the air like a duck that just been shot with the with you know with the with a shotgun i mean sometimes they're going to drop them but to me the biggest glaring problem that nobody really talked about was denver's defense i mean you have uh ben roethlisberger with one arm i don't care what anybody says and and yeah the first play of the game he throws a 50-yard bomb down the field you know what he was hurt okay he got hurt the week before he got knocked out of the game came back he's hurt your best receiver, 1,800 yards for the season, not playing. And Pittsburgh essentially ran them ragged. I mean, they were doing circles around Denver. And, you know, Denver's supposed to have the best defense in the league. But honestly, I don't. I still don't know how Denver won. I'm still thinking about it four days, five days later. Well, they won easily because no, there was no won. Antonio Brown and no D'Angelo Williams and, and some an don't injured drop Ben the football. Yeah. And some it wasn't dope. easily. They yeah. were very fortunate, dude. Well, think about it. The game turns. They're driving at the start of the fourth quarter. I think there's nine minutes left. And Troussant, who, by the way, a former Raven, so I think Ravens fans took a little bit of solace in knowing they knocked it. He, he's carrying the ball like a loaf of bread. And some corner comes out of nowhere and punches it like Rich punched some guy probably back in the day in Centerville. And the ball comes piling out. And who falls on it? Demarcus Ware, who, by the way, just basically fell on it. It almost gave it away, too. If you notice, it started squirting out. And they get the ball back. And then what do they do? They run the ball. Manning made one good throw on that drive was the ball over the middle. I think it was to either Demarius or actually number 16. 
Um, Fowler. Fowler, yeah. Ricky Fowler. Not Ricky and Fowler. Not Dexter Fowler either. But I'm just saying that that was his best throw of the whole deal. And if it wasn't for McManus dropping big bombs, and if you had him in fantasy, daily fantasy, he crushed it. Um, the Broncos, I, I, I'll say this. I know that the – I'll say this. If the Steelers – I think the Steelers might have had a better shot of winning at New England at full strength than Denver does winning at home against New England this weekend. I, I would have to uh, that's that. a thousand percent chance and, and i think, think that about was a it, Pittsburgh great big spoiler was, right isn't pittsburgh well i i actually like denver in the points but that's the whole thing um i didn't pittsburgh and new england lead the year off together wasn't that the first game of the year this year i right? think that was the first game of the year and everybody's like talking about how great new england is or whatever but pittsburgh hung around in that game and actually played them pretty tough when they were all at their you know the top of their game it's just funny how that kind with of no out. no levy on bell too at that yeah, point no levy on bell i mean pittsburgh's legit boys they're going to be back next year for sure and they're on your schedule so you have that going for you and I are they Redskins. yeah you guys play the nfc north next year oh Awesome. And the Ravens. Where's that not, game? I'm not shaking in my boots. It's yeah. in, it's at yeah. Baltimore. Mm. You should be shaking if you're coming to Baltimore to see that game. I can tell you that. The Baltimore, <laughs> the Baltimore Freddie Grays. Yes, Freddie Grays. How dare you? Um, all right. So we're going to now kind of like just transition real quick into these games here, and then we'll end the, we'll end the show with a little bit of um, hodgepodge type deals. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about baseball, of course. So let's let's get to our picks then since we're right in it, Rich. I want you to go with the first game. It is the Manning versus Brady Bowl. I think that's overplayed. I hate that bit. I believe what those guys say. It's team, it's team against team. But if you want the narrative, that's what it is. Manning against Brady. Broncos, home dogs, catching three points at this point, two and a half, three, depending on where you're looking at it. Um, Rich Turpin, where, where do you kind of vibe? And give me your, your just give me your synopsis on this ball game. Well, I can tell you right now. I think I think it is pretty incredible that this is I think the seventeenth time Manning and Brady have met in their careers, and I think is yes. this seven times in the playoffs. Yep, and and uh, uh, our boy Brady's up eleven to five. Right, Brady yeah. owns Manning, and Manning's... I don't think it's going to be any different because for everything we said about last week's game against Pittsburgh where Denver was lucky to get out of there. And even though it's at home this week, again, I don't think that I just I don't see how it's possible for them to beat New England. I mean, New England has been to me the best team all year. I think losing Edelman and Gronkowski during stretches uh, late in the season helped them, you know, kind of limp to the finish line. Uh, but to me, they were the best team in the league all year. Tom Brady was the best player. Um, maybe Cam Newton, sorry. But Tom Brady is, at this point in their careers, a lot better than Tom Brady. And I don't think that defense, like Jack said, it, it's taking on a lot of water. That defense has taken on a lot of water the last few weeks. And to me, just a better team. There's no answer for Gronkowski. There's no answer for Edelman. And I just think New England wins this game. And the, what's the spread? The Patriots are minus three. They're three-point doll or three-point favorites at Denver. So that tells you that uh, the, the Vegas doesn't like Denver, because if they were in Foxborough, New England would be probably seven to eight point favorites. Yeah, so I've got New England all day. Give me the three; they're going to win by two touchdowns. Well, you're not getting the three; you're laying. The no, three. I'm saying I'll lay the three. What? I, you know what? I'll lay ten. New England's going to win by fourteen points. You might yeah. get some good odds on that too. Uh, Yak might be able to get you to a side that can do that. No, um, I'm, I'm like I like I've mentioned. I mean, I'm I'm with Rich there. I just don't think. I just don't think Denver has a chance. And I, and I know there's all these you know, too good to be true bets, but 
to me, like I said, it, the biggest issue is not even Peyton Manning and, and the fact that he's borderline a cripple at this point. Uh, it's it's Denver's defense. And you know, the fact of the matter is they're not playing number one defense. They're playing like a number eight or nine defense. I mean, I looked at the stats today. They're they're giving up like 340 yards a game over their last three. Uh, as as Javi mentions, you know, they they, they get a, a handicapped and and uh, and uh, second team Pittsburgh, uh, not Pirates, Steelers team come in there last week and ran them ragged. And the fact of the matter is, like I said, Denver was fortunate to even win the game. You know, you got Matavius Bryant running routes like he's uh, Randy Randy Moss. Uh, Antonio Antonio Brown wasn't there. I mean, it's they they don't have a solid running game, and Denver was in Denver was just I don't know what was going on, but they did not look like the league's top notch defense, which is what they were ranked at the end of the year. And Peyton Manning, I'm sorry, and it's not like I hate. I actually like Peyton Manning. I I have no reason to hate him. I, he's always been a guy I've rooted for. He just looks awful and there was a point and i'm telling i I think i tweeted this too there there was a point when it was still 13 to 12 or whatever the hell it was like late third or early fourth quarter where denver had gone like two three and outs and i was like dude are they gonna bring brock osweiler in here Mm -hmm. because this ain't working and i just don't see how tom brady goes in there and loses his game and Tom Brady and a healthy Gronk and a healthy uh, Amendola and a, and a uh, healthy uh, Julian Edelman, I just don't see how they just don't boat race them. And Peyton Manning does not have what it takes to just to, to beat them on his own. I mean, I think this could be ugly. I mean, I'm with Rich. I'm not saying I'm ready to lay 10 points, but it wouldn't surprise me if this turns into a complete beatdown. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. You know, you guys are kind of swaying me a little bit, and I know I talked about earlier that I think Denver is a, a shell of what they used to be, and I had those same thoughts. Yak, I was thinking, is Osweiler going to come in here, and you know, is is Manning basically out of pitches? You know, what I mean, like a pitcher almost in a way where you're going to have to guy bring a guy in to kind of finish the game, because um, he can throw it downfield, and I know he's got a little bit of chemistry with Emmanuel Sanders. Here's my thing, Yak. I'm going based on the line again. I can't believe this line is what it is. I, I just it, – it's it's asinine to me. I know that you – I think you tweeted before. You thought it would be around two and a half. So you were kind of thinking about what, what the way Vegas was. But if, it, if you're just watching the game, the old eyeball test, how can you only make this line the way it is? I understand it's at Denver. I understand Denver's defense is really good. And I understand Tlaib and, and the other corner that I always forget his name, Yak. Chris Harris. Chris Harris are really good players. I mean they really are. And the question I have though is how is Denver going to score? I know New England's not going to drop 40. Okay, I, it's not going to happen. They're not against that defense. From what I've seen, Denver's legitimate enough. Can my point is, can Denver get to twenty? They can't. That's that's the thing. That's the big Denver, problem for me. New England, you're right. Out. New England's not going to drop like you said. New England's not going to drop forty points. It's not going to be forty to ten. But New England or, or but Denver cannot score. They can't score. I they can't put up any teams. points. Yeah, I didn't see anything out of their special Well, your boy McManus kicked five field goals last right. week. From like 50 yards, too, by the right. way. All those were like bombs, too. So I mean, exactly. They're not going to be able to score. That's why I said I see like a 23-10, 23-13 game. That's why I said I'll lay the 10 because I think New England has no problem winning. And definitely by the three. I mean, I'll lay that three all day. Yeah. But like, I just I can't number. see it. And I like accent, and I'm fine with Manning. I'm nothing, and I'm actually yeah. 
I'm kind of rooting for Manny because this is definitely like um, a swan song for him. He'll go away. No right. way. He'll go away, right? If he gets the, the Super Bowl, even if he doesn't win, he goes he not? away. Yeah. How could he come back and play next year? He's, He's so he looks so back. bad. Yeah. He looks so bad right now. I'd rather have Griffin quarterbacking my team than Manning at this point. Wow. What about John? Yeah, that, that says a lot. I'd rather honestly. I'd rather. <laughs> I would rather have John back. I'd rather have the band back quarterbacking my team than Peyton Manning. He's been so bad. Is that a band or is, is that just a singer? Just I a think band. that's his name, but that's the name of the band, that's isn't the it? The band, yeah. You should know that, Yak. That's like in your uh, turn on that old school iPod that you continue to tweet out like it's brand new. You know that's an old, <laughs> the oldest iPod in the country, right? That was the floor yeah. model for. Uh, like he can spin it with and, his and, finger, and right? I still love it. I know you do, Yak, and I, I love that, that you love it. Tape. I get it. I don't hate on it. I just think it's funny that you are. Does it play? Does it play CDs? <laughs> <It's pretty good. laughs> it it plays eight tracks. Yeah. He's got the Marshall Tucker band on there. Um, so all right, so we we both kind of you guys have talked me into it. I would I think take New England. I really would. I, I'm telling you, Denver is going to be. I wouldn't be shocked if Denver won, but I'd be shocked. All right, second game. I'm glad this is the later game too. To be honest with you, because I think this is the more competitive game on the docket out of the, all the four seeds here. Uh, Yak, I'm going to throw this one at you because you've been all over Carolina. All, all year but the problem is you've also got a little bit of cheese riding on arizona as well so i know what you're doing you're going to do the old hedge yeah. bet but here's the question yak if you had none of these different things these ancillary things going on where's your play well rich is probably not going to believe me but i've got to convince rich this is the absolute truth yes i've got some cheese in play but i really think that both of these teams are fairly even um, they both, if you, if you really look at their schedules down the stretch, they both had a couple uh, struggles, uh, down the stretch, you know, obviously, uh, Carolina only lost one game, what they want. They lost the one game Atlanta to Atlanta. Um, I'll be honest with you and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to sell it any harder. I really think that, that second half, regardless of how well they played it, which I obviously said uh, Riverboat Ron, you know, he did everything in his power. He didn't S the bed. They held on to their 31-point lead. But they got a nice little sweat last weekend. And, you know, the way I look at it is Arizona, as I told you, Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer could not have done their respective jobs any worse than they did and i know it's an nfc title game and i know uh arizona had a 12 and 4 record it's not like they're nine and seven new york giants from seven years ago going to green bay uh playing in sub-zero temperatures but i feel that arizona is on a bit of a free roll here Mm -hmm. because they they were involved in such a wacky ending and arians was criticized for how he mismanaged the clock and Carson Palmer threw a couple picks and obviously didn't play his best game. And it comes down to this two equal teams. It's a three point game. Obviously Carolina has the home field advantage, but if there's any pressure to me, it's all on Carolina. So who are you taking? Are you taking Arizona? I'm taking, I'm going to, if you're giving me three points, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. If you're giving me three points, I'm taking, I'm taking Arizona. And, okay. you know, in well, we worst case, you hopefully points. I get a three-point, you know, it's 23-20. Okay. Well, we're giving you the three points. Well, you can't have the three points because <laughs> the number is all day. What do you got, Matt, 
Rich? I've got Arizona plus three. Somehow he's yeah. he, he made an argument, and neither one of us knew what side he was on. <laughs> well, I know what side <laughs> he's on. It, it's in, trust me, it has to do with the Gouda that he's got on this on this game. By the way, that's that's yeah. where his money is. I can promise you that. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely. I mean, you got to go where your money's at, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you can't bet with your. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, bet, you can't bet with your ticker that's going to give out shoveling snow this week. You can't bet with your head. It's put it this way: if this game goes the way that Yak hopes it goes, he's going to buy a Neil Lomax jersey. And well, be I'll just tell you this it. much: this has already been discussed with with one Cynthia. Mm. Uh, if real uh, names get thrown and, out, and there were some work things that I got worked out with your uh, broker. It just it, with yeah, with a client. Uh, <laughs> But basically, so many buzzwords. I love it. If if Arizona wins Sunday, yours truly will be in Viva Las Vegas on Super Bowl Sunday, with his pants down. With my pants down, and I'll and I'll, uh, me and my the the other guy who's got about seventy percent of that ticket, mm. we're just gonna throw off. So you know, hopefully, is that, is that the guy that likes Pest that t- gets rid of? Yeah, he's one of the one of the owners of Pest now. It's not Joe Ham. It's this other guy, Tony. Yeah. Uh, but you know, will you, will you hedge your bet if, if well, go? yeah, that's what I'm saying. Will he? Oh, Jesus. What we're rooting for, quite honestly, even though I think He'll take New a England trimmer with him, a hedge trimmer with him is what he's going to hedge so many things. Yeah, well, well, quick, real quickly, not to get off the the topic of this game, but Jabby, don't you think that the only scenario where Air, if assuming Arizona wins, where Arizona is a favorite in the Super Bowl is if Denver were to beat New England. I don't know. I think the NFC team might be the favorite, depending on how what Regardless? New England does. I think depending on how New England wins. Oh, yeah, I, I hope you're right. I think that's going to be pretty because I, I, I feel like I mean I don't know I haven't looked but I think the NFC both those teams are much stronger overall defensively you know the whole deal than the than the AFC team is. I understand Brady carries a lot of weight and they're getting everybody healthy and blah blah blah. And Brady's going back to San Mateo. You're going to hear that whole story. That's what I can't handle is he's from that area. It's in San Francisco. Blah blah blah. It's going to be just a suck fest for Brady. Right. Oh, it's going to be annoying. And I hate to and I hate to ruin it for you, Yak, but Arizona's not going to be there cuz they are going to get beaten. Yeah, on, that's here's my thing. Sunday. From what I saw and I would love I'm rooting for Arizona. I'm actually, you know, just to be truth be told, I'm rooting for Arizona Denver and I don't know if that's sexy and nobody wants to see that, but I think that would be a great Super Bowl. I think any of these matchups actually will be a great Super Bowl, except for Manning's a quarterback. The problem is, is I think Carolina's on one of those like legitimate heaters, Yak. I'm not saying they're going to win the whole joint. I just think that they're going to just go out, and I think they're going to win this game by 10-plus. I really like Carolina in this spot. I... I just, from what I've seen from Arizona down the stretch, and I like Arizona, I like David Johnson, I like what they do, but Carolina just gets up on you, and if they don't botch it, I just don't know. If Cam wants to win, I just feel like Cam in this spot, give me the better quarterback mm-hmm. at this time right now. Cam looks like he's ready to just go ahead and win a game. Carson looks like he doesn't want to lose a game. Yep, and I, you know what? I'm exactly with Jabby. Give me the better quarterback in the matchup. That's Cam Newton. Give me the better running back, which you may say David Johnson. I still think it's Jonathan Story. Give me the best tight end. It's Greg Olson. Give me the best defensive player on the field. It's Luke Keekley. To meet Carolina, the team he's on the first half. Pound. I love that kid. Uh, I, I wish he was mine. He, I mean, he's Me unbelievable. Awesome. Uh, he's dreamy too. Yep. I would, I would just say that the team that so came great. out thirty-one nothing. <laughs> All three bad. of us basically in code said we would bang him. Right there. Well, I also <laughs> wanted team... to dang Doug, Doug Cameron too. So I'm into that too. 
Yeah, Love Fest with Doug Cameron. We did interview him, by the way. He's cool. Um, anyway, you're getting off. You're getting me off topic. Give me rattles. Anyway, the team that came out and, and throttled Seattle in the first half, thirty-one nothing. That will be the team that shows up for the whole game on Sunday. And I do think they beat Arizona to the tune of thirty-one twenty. Wow. Arizona barely. I mean, Arizona. They beat Green Bay, and I said the, the hell Mary with with you know notwithstanding, they were struggling. Yeah. In that in that game, and you guys even said you guys flipped around and said that Green Bay should have won that game. So that's even further proof that Carolina is the better team, better quarterback. They win this game, thirty-one twenty. I'll take the Panthers all day. Yeah, I, I, I mean it's going to be. I mean, listen, I'm rooting for you. Yeah, trust me, I'm all in on Arizona. Uh, I wouldn't hate if Carolina wins. I don't hate Cam actually. I know Rich hates him because of the Redskins game, but no, I like Cam Newton. He doesn't bother me. The thing is, if he was a white guy doing all this, everybody'd be fine. It's he's a brother doing this, and everybody gets up in arms. And that's really what people don't want to talk. about. I like that's that he true. gives footballs to kids every time he scores. I think that whole I'm, thing I'm good with. That. I like him jump shots. I like the dab. I like the fact that he's six five and he just tells people get the flip out of the way. He's baller. All right, let's do a little leftovers here. Uh, Chris Davis. You guys heard of him, right? Big Chris Davis. Yeah. Last yeah. time we were on the You're show. You're number one fan. Well, I was all over him, just screaming at him and just cussing at him because I wanted him to come back. And I was pulling almost like what the Orioles did and said we were going to give a bunch of money to Cespedes. I can promise you that offer was never really on the table for Cespedes because if it was, he would have took it. Okay, Because Cespedes smokes heaters and he's going to be in the Nats dugout. And good luck with Papelbon, Harper, and Cespedes in the same dugout, Yak. Yeah. Um, pressure pressure uh, cooker. Jesus. Don't, don't um, but Michael Taylor either. He's yeah. an outfielder. Yeah, well, he strikes out a lot too, and he's going to be a leadoff hitter. Uh, I, I, I say this about Chris. I'm happy he's back. He's No one's going to live up to a seven-year, $161 million deal. I'm not going to bore you with the math on how the deferred he's going to pay, get paid until 2032. Yeah, it's Trust like me, 15 years. Yeah, Mr. Angelos ain't going to be here for that. He's going to turn 86 this year. He ain't going to see the end of this deal either. The, the thing is, is that. By the way, he did it. My big question is, Rich, to you as an Oriole fan. Does can Chris Davis and I know where the hacky answer is going to be here, but can he pitch? Uh, again, I immediately after I saw the thing that came over, it said Orioles signed Chris Davis. We know seven years, hundred sixty-one, and, and to me, I'm like, okay, that's good. They need Davis in the lineup. They need that bat. They need the production, home runs, RBIs. That's great. But I immediately texted you and said, <laughs> can he? Pitch? What are they doing about pitching? Right. <laughs> again, and we talked about this last week since. David Wells and Messina and those guys in 97, Mm -hmm. where have the arms been? They have neglected either the farm system or the free agents. Every single year they seem to get to – they want to have the lineup that has one through nine hitting 20-plus home runs, but then an ERA, a staff ERA of like five. I I don't understand it. And again, last year I think the team – what was the ERA last year? Over four as a team. I mean, that's absurd. You can't win ball games giving up four runs from your starting pitching a game. So I'm glad that they re-signed Davis. But, yeah, uh, give me a role this Chapman or give me Zach Granke. Give me Chris Sale. Give me somebody that can pitch. And not Wei Yin Chin. I'm fine with him leaving. I, yeah. Give me somebody. Give me a legit number one. Give me Strasburg, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I've been thinking about that, too, because I know Yak's not with that. So, Yak, what was we, your feel? Because you're a big Chris Davis guy, though, right? Well, I mean, I, I think the guy had – he had one bad year in his last three or four years. I mean, personally, I, I don't know what your your take is is on it, but, I mean, the year that he had his PEDs, he hit, what, like 195 or something? Yeah, he couldn't. He was off. He was off the Adderall. But but the fact of the matter is, if this guy, and again, not to, quit, uh, to keep referencing my brother, but 
we, judge. Like I told him, I mean, if this guy is, and I don't care about the numbers, and and I know I, I saw everybody all week dissecting, and everybody said how horrible the deal was. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not a contract guy for Major League Baseball contracts, but if I have a first baseman that can stay healthy, okay, and can hit 265, okay, and can hit 35 home runs, okay, guess what? I'm signing him up. You mean 50, 53 home runs? Well, that's my point. 35 plus. Right. Okay. The bottom line is, if you if you take out two years ago, you have a guy who has about a 265 batting average, who's hitting over 35 home runs, and you know what? He's not an awful defender. I mean, I don't know how many of you guys in in, in you know you guys remember Adam Dunn. You know, we, <laughs> the you big know, donkey. Yeah, first baseman is. You know, unbeknownst to some people that are may, might be drive-by fans, you just can't throw some donk in over at first base yeah. and, and turn just into ex- Keith Hernandez. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, uh, well, Rand, Randy, Davis, Randy Milligan, by the way, he's how a decent first baseman. Yeah, and oh, he's honestly, better than he's better than decent. I think his, I, I think the actual number. My final answer on this is that the number that he got, I think, is pretty much market value. Yeah. And if he doesn't get hurt, and if he doesn't fail a drug test, dude, I mean, you might have a guy that's, again, 265, 40 that ballpark, too, by the way. In that ballpark. Yeah, I could hit three out in yeah. that ballpark, for God's sakes. Um, no, I'm so with you, yeah. I, I think some of the criticism was a little – and, dude, you know I'm not an Orioles mark. You're definitely but not. I, I think a little, some of the criticism on it after the fact was a little was, – was typical Twitter trolling. That's my thing, Yak, and the whole deal is, first of all, everybody says, hurry up, you got to do this, you got to spend money, Orioles need to spend money, they need to spend money, blah, 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 blah. Then they go out and spend money. Mr. Angelos, who I, a lot of people in this town hate, and he, listen, I've worked for him, he's not, I never met the man, I've met his wife, he's fine, okay? I don't think that he's as bad as people say, and he's probably not that great either, but you know what, what owner is? You think the learners are a fun time to kind of hang out with Yak? They're not. Um, my thing is, with, with the Chris thing was, Mr. Angelos has never been, more enamored with a baseball player from what I've talked to people pretty close to the organization that has, he wanted this one. He's a lawyer. He doesn't like losing. He was going to win this one. And just to let everybody out there know, Dan Duquette did nothing on this deal. This was Mr. Angelos totally working Friday night up until late in the evening, figuring out the language and everything in the contract. Dan Duquette did nothing on that. So let's just remind you of that. Um, this was all Mr. Angelos, and it's his jack, so why not? You know what I mean? You want to get the language done, and he doesn't care. Yes, Chris is back. It's great. And I agree with you, Yak. He's 29, and he hits home runs. And in that ballpark, he's perfect. And in this city, he's perfect to play for. And you know what? No matter how much money he makes, Adam Jones is still the captain of the team. And Adam Jones will will make Chris Davis buy this, buy dinners for people. Chris Davis will be doing all that, and they get along together, and it's going to be fine. The big thing for me down the line here, Yak, is what is Manny going to want now? Because 161, he'll laugh at 161. Is, and, and I just think that that's never going to happen. So for this year alone, it's good for the team. I guarantee ticket prices are going to go up. So if you have tickets, get ready because they haven't sent out ticket prices yet. That's a lock. That's going up. So we'll see what happens there. But in the end, Yak, I, believe, I agree with you. I think this is the right signing because if they wouldn't have done this, think about the backlash if they wouldn't have done this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they, I mean, they lost That's Nelson there. Cruz last year, and everyone knows all they did was bitch about all year about losing Nelson Cruz. So if they had lost, lost Marquez too, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of guys that they, that the team should have had back. But that was because Dan was trying to sleep with the enemy. I mean, he right. was legitimately sleeping with the enemy. I mean, and if you have two years in a row where you lose Nelson Cruz and Nick Marquez and then Chris Davis, 
Oh my God! There'd have been a mutiny out there. There's yeah. just, there just would have been, been a riot. How dare you? Um, okay. A riot in Baltimore? <laughs> when, 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 when is Machado's deal up? By the way, 2018. 2018. Okay. Well, so, I mean, also Jones is also up there too. Not that it, it's the, the same center. thing. I mean, the, the Orioles and the Nationals—they're going to be in the same boat. Well, him and Manny, Manny and Harper in the same. Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. Manny. I'm looking at Manny's stats from last year. I, I mean, that's. It's pretty absurd. No I mean, wonder, I'll get... Are you saying no wonder he said no thank you to a long Yeah, deal? well, I mean, 286, <laughs> 35 home runs, 86 RBIs. I mean, yes. you know. <laughs> yeah, and he plays decent defense. And I know he's no Escobar, but he's pretty good over there at third base. <laughs> um, all right, so Nats real quick here before we get into some Netflix and some other things you guys have been watching. Yak, what is your take on their offseason so far? Obviously, Daniel Murphy coming in. Um, I think that's a nice pickup for you guys there. Pitching seems to be okay. You guys don't seem to be worried about that. But do you think there's a lot of smoke or a lot of fire with the, um, I guess, smoke with wherever the fire is with Cespedes? I'm happy. Well, I'll talk about him in a second. But I'm happy so far with with what they've done. You know, unlike the Orioles, they they really haven't had to worry about uh, too many the 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 bullpen or the or the rotation. Yeah. And you 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 know, and again, I I, I talk with these clowns over here in in uh, Lao Cal, uh, my brother and my cousin. Patrick, yeah. Yeah. But my cousins get a lot running this show. I'm, by the way, too. I'm fine with uh, Jonathan Papelbon. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the deal. The Nats and like Tom, I saw a couple of people on Twitter. Uh-oh. Uh What what's the kid's name? It used to be Ben Shore. I don't even know what his name is now on Twitter. Are you saying he's not going to go to a Nats game uh, unless they cut Jonathan oh, Papelbon? <laughs> Dude, guess what, bro? It's probably not going to happen. And you know, like, and even I've heard people say, "Well, they've got to do whatever they need to do to please Harper. If they don't do that, Harper might walk." Well, you know what? Let me just throw this news flash at you okay which is going to be the same news flash that you guys up in baltimore are going to see about machado come hell or high water if if bryce harper or manny machado wants to walk and gets in and has a suitor in a different city they're walking it's not going to matter if we cut jonathan papelbon because of some five second and do you want harper real quick yak if he can't play with another guy on the team you know what I mean? Like, how hard is your life that bad? Yeah. How, how about this? Going to be on the, some team how about this for a year? How about grow up, yeah. Bryce? If yeah. you can't play with this guy, grow and, and, up. And I've never heard and Harper I, and say I, that. I'm, by I'm the with way. you. I yeah. agree with you. And and Harper and I don't. You know, maybe you guys might have not seen the little clip. I mean, it was you know, it was in the dead of uh, the nat. The MLB season was over, and we're in the, in the heart of uh, football. But Harper has already come out and said it's over with. We, yeah, we've it's, we, it's the fans. We've washed our hands of it. I mean, yeah. it's fans that are making a big deal of it. Exactly. Matt, Matt Neither one of these guys gives a you know what. I mean, right. Harper is going to get paid. But my point is to the original question: uh, Ben Revere, uh, Daniel Murphy. Here's what I like about those two guys. I like Revere. If, if you get into the uh, nooks and crannies of the stats, and one problem that the Nats have had for the last three or four or five years is they strike out way, way, way too much. Both of these guys statistically are low in strikeouts, okay, And which I'm a huge fan of because Ian Desmond, who, by the way, um, still not on the team. I mean, the pink elephant in the room right now. Jesus. Uh, by the way, we gave our jersey to Daniel Murphy. I don't know if, he, if you all knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys like Daniel, uh, like Ian Desmond, guys like uh, Danny Espinosa, um, strike out way too much. And you know, Danny Espinosa had a great rebound year last year, and he's going to play this year. But 
the thing I like about those two signings is exactly that. That's more like small ball, Kansas City Royal type baseball. Just put the freaking ball in play, okay? Right. Strikeouts are killers. I mean, they're inning killers, they're game killers, they're team killers. And honestly, uh, Jabby, I mean, I'm I'm fine with what's happened. They've kind of ho hummed it. I I really don't think Rizzo needed to do. He did what I wanted him to do. He got a couple guys that have, um, you know, or he got a couple needs in the batting side of it. And, yep. you know, if Cespedes gets signed, I mean, That's he caught he caught lightning in a bottle in, Oct- in September, October. So who knows? Um, but pitching-wise, honestly, they didn't need to do anything. And I know they, they got rid of uh, Drew Storen. Um, but his, his head was so it's yeah I mean they, they've got that. they've got enough pedigree back there and they got some guys that are coming up so I, I'm dude honestly I'm getting the bug I mean if you can't tell no I can tell and it's going to be good I mean again a lot of teams in that division I mean everybody thinks the Mets are just going to be great again I think that's a little bit kind of pump their brakes they could come back a little bit the Braves are a disaster I don't know what the hell they're doing the Braves might win like 50 games I don't know what is going on down there I know Nick wants to come back to the Orioles in the worst way Rich but he just can't get out of that because he's making 15 a year because the Braves overpaid him um, Miami, <laughs> never should have left they yeah, Miami. Miami's going to be whatever they are. They are a complete dumpster fire in a way with their owner and everything going on down there. Yak. So I think it's the Yak. I really do think, and I think the Phillies are a couple years away with McPhail, but don't sleep on them because McPhail's going to definitely do some work up there. It's the Mets and Nats. Yeah, it's the Mets and Nats, and that's and that's going to be fun. And if Cespedes ends up on the Nats, think about it. The, the, no one thought that the Scherzer was going to get signed by the Nats last year, and they went out and spent that ridiculous money. And I think still worth it because I think Scherzer is a guy you can count on every fifth day, and that's an ace. That's a legit. Ace. Plus, you have Strassi, Giolito's coming up, and you know, not it's just it, 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 the pitching rich that you have. If we could put the Orioles and the Nats together, oh, I, I think said that they last would year. just pummel teams because our bullpens, just... I mean, it just it would be amazing, but you know, they can't yeah. do that. We'll just take your money, Yak, from Masson. All right, I think, what have... the, I think the one real quick, the one difference this year with the, with the Nats that you'll see, I, I think it's going to be right there on the bench. I think Dusty Baker. Obviously, I think he's a better manager than Matt Williams, and his record speaks for itself. Yep, Dusty he loves, is a he winner. He loves so all he does is win. Yep, yep. I agree with that. And the, and they've shown Rizzo will show. He'll he'll make deals if he has to. And I think the seat's a little bit warmer, Yak, now that um, that Rizzo has kind of kept his job, but now he's next in line. You'd have to say at this point if some things don't go right. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's. And the thing is, is that, you know, I basically have just taken the assumption that uh, Bryce Harper is gone, gone after 2018. I mean, they got him for three more seasons. And if you don't, I'm sorry, if you don't win the World Series in this window of time when you had Strasburg and you had Bryce Harper and, you know, you, you, especially in 2012 when you shut Harper down. And you, you you start you sign guys like Max Scherzer. I mean, if you can't at least get to a World Series, it's a failure. He's failed. Yeah. Um, because and, and I listen, I, I get sick and tired of hearing Feinstein bitch and piss and moan about it. But you know, I mean, the bottom line is this: they look look what the Mets did this year with Matt Harvey. You know, there's a way to manage your pitching staff when you're dealing with health and a fact, you know, the fact that you're trying to um, minimize a guy's innings that's coming off a of surgery like that. The Mets did it with Matt Harvey. Yep. 
you know, you know, I know they didn't win the World Series, but they got to the World Series. Yeah. I just wish we could pull the audio from that year because your boy was on the right side of that because I said it was absolutely the wrong decision because well, there's right. no guarantee that they were going to get back. And Yak was all on, oh, no, this club's going to be back better than ever. I think he lost the bet the following year because we bet that the Nats won't even win the division. That was BT Sports Radio. That's right, and they sure as hell didn't. Because, again, nothing is – Nothing is set. Just because you do well one year, that doesn't automatically mean it's a carryover to the next season. A lot of things can happen. That's why at the time, you know what? It's a, it's a, it was a bad move to shut him down. And I think now, obviously, you could re- revisit history. I don't think that they would do it. I think at the time, they were the best team. They had the best staff. Strasburg was a, was a completely different pitcher. And ah, you never know. Uh, we'll just never know what happened. Unfortunately for them, that it might cost Rizzo his job this year if they don't perform. And because, Although I'm still all in on Dusty. I love Dusty. Yeah, you do love Dusty. The one thing that I do know that'll happen, Rich, is that I'll have the Masson Cup again this year because oh, I own no the Masson Cup. And I fill no. it up with orange Kool-Aid, drink it right in front of Yak and Judge Patrick and Thom C6, <laughs> you know, the whole bit. That's a good time. So hopefully we'll be able to hook that oh, up again this che- year. We need to check that sketch and, and we need to hook up. It's in it's in August this year. And so. you too, Turpin. You yeah, need I'll, to, I'll go to the game. You can go to the game. I just never invite him. That's the problem. All right, so here's the here's the final The only game I got invited to last year was Day Up by Tom. And I didn't want to go sit in a suite with Tom for three hours. No, nah, that was heavy Tom, too. So that would have been a yeah, good time. That and have that, was to C- C- so. <laughs> that, that was Tom C220. That was Tom C body odor. He's down, down under 180. I don't know if you guys have seen it because I don't know how you missed it. Uh, all right. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to finish up here. This one definitely going to be posted. Do you guys have any little final thoughts on any shows you've watched? Anything that you guys have done? I think it's supposed to go? snow this weekend from what I've seen on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. I'm so. just getting ready for snowmageddon. I went out and. I I made my last shopping uh, stop today and picked up firewood and uh, <laughs> soup and all a bunch of crap. Soup, Jesus. That's yeah, so soup man. I'm gonna make some, dude. I'll are start- you are you getting snowed in in 1800? You're picking up firewood and soup. Oh my god, how boring. No, because he also said broker. He said I got some blankets for my horses. Uh, no, god. And Rich, let's wrap it up. Reminding everybody. As Yak said, you don't need to use toilet paper. Right? Yeah, apparently you don't need to use toilet paper. You just go and then jump in the shower immediately. Because I'm sure that feels good running down your leg. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I know the toilet paper you wouldn't use, and it wouldn't be at the doghouse studios. I can promise you that. I've been in that bathroom. I wouldn't have touched that toilet paper. I'd rather use sandpaper than the toilet paper. I don't think they did use toilet paper, apparently, from the looks of things. Some of those guys on that show are in that. Well, listen, let's not crush everybody. You're going to kill them. No, I won't. I'll leave that for the pre-show. All right, so for our boy Rich Turpin, what's your name? What's your thing on Twitter? Right At now? the Rich Turpin, followed on Twitter. A great helmet you have on there too. And uh, Sports Yak Mike, aren't you? Uh, is that what you at, Mike? What's your what's your what's your handle? It's uh, at Sports Yak, and I'm on New England minus three, and I'm on Arizona plus three this weekend. And, and I'm on the Pats and Panthers both minus three, big double digit winners. Brady Newton Super Bowl scam versus cry Brady. Yeah, I kind of feel in that way too, Rich, so I will go with that as well. I'm going to see my Cam, a little bit of Cam and Brady, and I'm rooting for Cam in the Super Bowl. So as long as Brady doesn't win, that's I'm good to go. Well, don't spoil it. We're going to be here next week talking about the Super Bowl. Don't spoil it. Uh, we'll definitely be here. All right. All right. For Yak, on, can you get us on iTunes, please? We're on iTunes, Rick. All right, get uh, us on iTunes Yak, get us to the studio. For Rich, for this hack, good night. Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck.